Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 20,000 hertz is the highest frequency the human ear can hear. It's also the name of a podcast for anyone who's interested in why things sound the way they do. Host Dallas Taylor's a sound designer and studio engineer who mixes TV shows, video games and films. And each episode takes you behind the world's most recognisable and interesting sounds. So its back catalogue of 60 plus episodes covers topics like movie trailers, Siri, Muzak, ASMR and noise pollution. Here's a few examples, starting with one all about cartoon sound effects with the sound designer Heather Olson. Cartoon sound effects are different from live action sound effects because with live action, you start with production sound. You're recording a picture and they're recording the audio at the same time, wherever the actors are. So if they're on a street, you have cars going by. Whereas in a cartoon, if you're doing a street scene, all I get is dialogue. It's just the actors who are recorded and I get to start with a blank slate. I don't have to try to hide production backgrounds. I get to get the dialogue and I get to create a world around it. It's kind of the best thing and the worst thing at the same time to work on a cartoon because you're not trying to hide anything, but you have nothing to start with. So in your head, you have to think, what would this sound like? Much like Mark's time at Hanna-Barbera, Heather gets a fully animated show and often adds sound effects from a ready-made library of sounds. This includes many from the Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers libraries. Here are some of her favorites. It's called the tube thunk sound effect. I think everybody knows what this sounds like. Maybe not what it's called, but it's that Sound like when a character gets their head stuck in a jar, you hear that funk. I love that old sound. It just so clearly conveys my head is stuck in this jar and it's not coming out again. And I also love all the old running sounds. And I'm using the xylophone blink and trolls all the time. Those sounds, I think, have just persisted in everybody's mind and in every show because that's a language that we've started to understand. So when someone blinks, you kind of expect to hear that xylophone at this point. And of course, Heather uses the falling whistle. I think in our sound effects library, it's called bomb drop, but it's the same thing. I mean, that's another piece of the language that everybody knows. Since some of the shows she works on are more realistic, Heather wants us to hear the sounds of the characters moving around and interacting with their world, kind of like a live action movie. The Foley department really brings the show to life. They record footsteps, Things characters touch, which we call props. They do more of the smaller sounds, and it's great to have Foley doing that instead of a library because then you're not hearing the same footsteps over and over. They really make it sound more real. And just like in the past, if you can't find a sound, you have to make it. 
one of the stranger things I've actually recorded and done myself for a sound effect is we had a bit in Robot and Monster where everyone was in a crowded restaurant, so it was supposed to be this crowd of people gagging and grossed out by something, and that's not exactly an effect I had sitting around in my library. So I grabbed a bunch of people around the office, and we recorded ourselves gagging in lots of different ways. And then I kind of pieced it all together into a crowd. <laughs> Sometimes, layering multiple sounds together is the best way to create something new. An odd combination that you might not expect, and I did not invent this, animals and engines is a really great one. You put animal roars under engines, growls, it really kind of brings a vehicle to life. A lot of shows do it, but Star Wars, definitely. The TIE Fighters, there's some growls under there as they go by. I've actually flown one of these before. It's fantastic. Inspiration. Some of classic cartoon sound effects written and produced by James Intracasso. Now, more sounds and sonic branding is something we're exposed to on TV, radio and online on a daily basis. So how can you capture a business's whole corporate identity in a sound that lasts just a few seconds? Well, more than 20 years ago now, Walter Wezawa came up with an iconic audio logo you'll have heard for the computer chip and processor maker Intel. And it's still going strong. I realised this is a very strange task. And you can barely say a meaningful sentence in three seconds. At first I thought it's easy. I tried a couple of things and everything felt incomplete or naive or absolutely out of place. Then I opened the books to get inspired, like our scores and went to the Mozarts and Beatles and whatever there was available. And it never felt good. And because it came too much from a musical standpoint and not from what is needed. And um, writing a mnemonic is not like writing a symphony. I have done that and it's a totally different center in your brain and in emotion and your heart than doing audio branding. Then Walter had an epiphany. He thought, if this was a song, the tagline would be Intel Inside. It would have four accents or four notes to mimic that phrase. Now, Walter was getting somewhere. And since I heard about Intel, they're engineers, and it's super precise, and in a sense, there's some coldness behind that and precision. Four straight eight notes would resemble that best. It's like very pum, 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 for the rhythm. And that felt good and mathematical. Then I went to the next step. What could be the melody? And since they ask for something which doesn't have any cultural connotation, it has to sound and feel the same in an Arabic place than in somewhere in Asia or in Europe or in Africa. I thought there are those two intervals which are very powerful but open and don't have any zooming into just one culture. It's the fourth and the fifth. He also added a single note at the beginning. Walter called it a palate cleanser. It's a sound that helps get your ears ready for the rest of the logo. So basically I constructed it. It's not even composing. I was thinking what works best. And that became my methodology and um, I explained that to Intel everybody said well yeah that concept works so how does it sound 
And then Walter played his new audio logo for the Intel executives. And it was a huge hit. We all have some kind of synesthesia going on when we hear sounds and we associate colors with it. So that sound seems to be blue and has a little of electricity in there, power in there, and it's positive and inviting. There's some wooden organic instruments in there which help to connect to the human, basically being in charge of the power and technology, and so it, so it really tells a nice story. A clip from the Sonic Branding episode written and produced by Kevin Eds. And finally, here's an episode that imagines sound in space and what you might be able to hear on other planets. The best marketing tagline in movie history may have been from the Ridley Scott film Alien. In space, no one can hear you scream. That phrase is true, and not only because of the distance from Earth, it has to do with how sound travels. You don't have sound in space because sound requires molecules. That's Dr. Lori Glaze from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Lori oversees about 300 scientists that study all the planets and small bodies of our solar system. You have to be able to move the molecules with the sound waves, and without the molecules there, the sound just doesn't move. You can try and use your lungs to push the sound out of your mouth, but it won't travel anywhere. That tagline from Alien I mentioned earlier, no one actually heard that either, as it was never read as voiceover in the trailer. It was just text, silent text, perhaps meant to imitate the specific science that explains how sound travels, or how it doesn't travel. My name is Keith Knoll. I'm the chief of the Planetary Systems Lab at Goddard Space Flight Center. I think I've studied almost every planet or satellite in the solar system that has an atmosphere. Sound as we think about it could be vastly different in other places in our solar system. Keith has some ideas on how other planets might sound to our ears. What is sound? It's the vibrations of uh, molecules in the air. It's a, it's a pressure wave. But, of course, sound can be transmitted through any kind of physical medium. So if you uh, are in a swimming pool, you can still hear sound. Uh, that's being transmitted through water. Earthquakes are essentially sound waves being transmitted through the solid Earth. Sound takes on many forms, but the kind that we're most familiar with is pressure waves moving through gas. The most common example of how different gases affect your vocal cords is the old party trick of breathing in a helium balloon. As the gas is, you're pushing it back out of your lungs over your vocal cords. Your voice sounds high-pitched just like this. Because the density is lower, the vibration frequencies end up being higher, and that's why you sound like Mickey Mouse. Let's go from planet to planet in our solar system to find out what each surface would sound like to our ears. To be clear, though, you'd pretty much die instantly everywhere, except for here. But for these examples, we're going to pretend to have superhuman powers that will keep us alive. So with that disclaimer out of the way, let's start closest to the sun. Places like Mercury and these rocky bodies with no atmospheres would be similar to being in space. There would not be much sound, if any. Well, Mercury is an airless body, so, you know, we're back to listening for Mercury quakes, essentially. 
that would be, you know, really the only source of sound. And you could only hear these mercury quakes if your head was pressed up against the rock, because there's no atmosphere for traditional sound to travel through. Next up, Venus. In my mind, what sound would be like on the surface, because you have this really dense atmosphere, much denser than Earth's, the sound would be more like or tend toward what things sound like when you're underwater. If you could imagine something in between air and water, that kind of density, you're running your hand through that and you would feel that. If you were to just materialize on the surface in that environment of 900 degrees Fahrenheit and 100 times our atmospheric pressure, you would first be crushed and then you would probably just burn up completely. One thing we do know about Venus is that it has lightning. So you might hear thunder. I wonder what other things, like my voice, might sound like. I'm on Venus, in this ethereal world that's a mix between a gas-like atmosphere and water. I'm almost floating, but yet it's not as restrictive as being submerged in water. My voice, the thunder, it's all slightly muffled and distorted as it travels through the thick atmosphere. The Space Remix, episode number 57 of 20,000 Hertz, written and produced by Kevin Eds and hosted by Dallas Taylor. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature, and if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.